had so many questions and myths related to mental health and for this episode i'm joined by charlmili who's a mental health advocate she helps me to figure a lot about teenage mental health and well-being so go on and enjoy Hey, welcome back to Still Figuring Out. Today I'm joined by Shal Mili who's a mental health advocate and is going to help me with a lot of questions I have. She's also the founder of an organization called Empathy for You. So, uh, Shal Mili, can you please tell something more about yourself and your organization? Yeah, sure. So, thank you first of all, thank you so much uh, for having me on this podcast and it's really my pleasure. to come here and talk about mental health um so basically hi everyone i am shamali i am the founder at empathy for you empathy for you is an organization that works in spreading awareness about mental health and suicide prevention um i'm also working as the founder president at letters of empathy where we write letters to the people who are fighting depression not only depression but any other mental illness or specifically to those who are going through difficult times I I have been working as a mental health advocate or an activist uh since last 2 years now and for all the work that I've done in this field I have been awarded as a change maker from youth led organization I have also recently started a petition to the government asking to include SEL that is social and emotional learning as a subject in the curriculum of schools and colleges I have also given my TED circle talk recently I was invited by the chief administrative secretary of Kenya for an interview on mental health and youth So it has been like a roller coaster journey where I've completed more than fifty-four uh, lectures, seminars on mental health, podcasts on mental health, and and its and its importance. Ah, uh, well, to talk about empathy for you, we are carrying out a work in three ways. The first we do is peer support. So we kind of provide support to the youngsters and teenagers out there, ah, uh, those who want to just you know kind of share out or express their feelings about what they're going through. the second we do is uh, peer advocacy we collaborate with schools colleges clubs and organizations uh, and you know customize workshops and seminars for them uh, on what they need and the third thing is letters of empathy so it's one of the most beautiful extensions and one of uh, and it is one of the most uh, you know beautiful projects that we have started so it is basically we are writing heartfelt and anonymous letters to the people who are fighting depression and mental any other mental illness so those letters are basically full of words of empathy and kindness love and compassion so it's kind of you know giving a ray of hope to that person and making sure uh, or you know kind of telling that person that he or she is not alone in this battle of depression but we are also there along with that person yeah so this is kind of about me and empathy for you Wow, you just twenty one, and this is so much, and you're so inspiring. I'm sure the listeners will get really inspired. So obviously, this episode is going to be about mental health, and we're going to take up some really important questions about mental health, especially because most of the audience in here are teenagers, and when you enter that teenage phase, there are also a lot of new changes around you. so uh, shalmali sometimes even my friends come to me and ask for mental health advices and i sometimes tell them what i what i can and i sometimes help them but what is how can one friend um, or a loved one help someone with their mental health struggles 
Okay, so you know this is uh, a frequently asked question, and this is a question like everyone needs to be educated about because uh, considering the changing uh, lifestyle and considering the changing, you know, um, a three sixty degree shift change in the routine, specifically in the stressful times of pandemic, it's really very important to you know um, know how you need to address someone who comes and you know talks about their feelings and tells you about what they're going through. so basically to you know anyone uh, if you if anyone comes out and tells you that you know he or she is facing this or these are the thoughts and the feelings those negative thoughts they are facing through so i just want to first of all it's very important that you know uh, the first thing you have to do is you kind of create a comfortable space for them to you know share their feelings that is really very important because the people who are going through you know any mental health illness they'll not easily come out and you know kind of share their feelings and what they're going through so it's very important that you create a comfortable space for them to talk about it the second thing listen very very keenly to pay each and every you know uh, pay attention towards each and every word of them because you know and pay attention towards what they're saying so that is really very important just don't you know attend that you're listening to them be there a hundred percent. The third thing I uh, feel is you know kind of create a safe space for them. Don't uh, you know make them feel like okay uh, you know if I tell him and he'll tell it to my family or someone else, someone you know kind of telling it to other people. So just kind of make a safe space for them, whether they'll uh, where they will talk about everything. uh what they're going through and ask them few questions in between about how they're feeling and what they're go- doing since when uh, are they feeling this and like you know normal questions like this uh then i feel like you know don't be alarmed or shocked if they reveal something while they're telling you so that will be kind of you know um something like um uh, you know taking them down because uh, if you reveal uh, if if they reveal something and you get shocked and alarmed that might feel a little different for them and the last very thing is i feel like you know you shouldn't advise that person because you are you know helping that person just as a friend because you are not a therapist you are not the you yeah. know professional mental health professional and that's really very important because most of the times people ask this question and first i tell them is you know not to advise them because yeah. this you know requires a lot of um you know patients and you know a proper guidance about what that person needs to do so you can either you know if if you feel that that person really needs um you know uh, immediate help there are a lot of helplines available or you can you know at least provide them with the resources for example you can you know um give them some helpline numbers give them the give them the numbers of some professionals therapists counselors you can definitely do that or you yourself can take that friend to a counselor or therapist if you feel like you know he or she really needs that help but please don't advise that person because you are not you are not a therapist you can't tell that person you know try exercising try meditation try do, do this do that that might not be useful for that person so just don't try to you know advise that person yeah so those are definitely few things that you can keep in mind when someone you know comes and approaches you about what they are going through wow these are really helpful and most of the times we try to advise and find a solution for their problems but this also comes to my next question that how does a teenager initiate conversation about mental health with their own parents Yes, so this is a very important question, and I guess you know, uh, 
we kind of need this because uh, though we see that uh, in the generation, in our generation, we as youngsters or we are teenagers are now talking openly about mental health, but the generation which is ahead of us, our parents, they are basically still, there's a stigma and the taboo that revolves around mental health. We don't really find anyone in a family talking about mental health. And that is why I really feel like, you know, it's really important for us to initiate those conversations. So uh, first thing I would say, uh, you know, when you want to talk about mental health with your parents, it's really important for you to know that there's nothing wrong in talking about this. There's nothing wrong in talking about mental health to your parents because they are the ones um, who are, you know, involved in every work of your life. They are the ones who are involved in every decision of your life. So I really feel like there's nothing wrong in telling them about what they, what you are going through, or even if you're not going through anything, but you just want to initiate a conversation. So first you make sure that, you know, you are strong within yourself and you have decided that, okay, I want to do this and know that there's nothing wrong in doing this. The second thing, you know, I feel is, um, as I told you uh, in the, while answering the earlier question answer also, it's kind of, uh, you know, creating a space. It's kind of creating that comfortable space where you can actually talk about it. So just make sure that you create a comfortable space and where you feel like, okay, this is, this might be the, you know, right time to initiate the conversation. Just go ahead, just start talking about it. The third I feel is it's very important to explain how you are feeling to them. That's really very important just you know explain them okay this is what is happening okay this this is happening since last few days and i'm especially uh you know coming across this especially when i'm studying so just you know talk about what you're going through express your feelings um fourth one i would say is tell them if they're not understanding just tell them very clearly clearly that you want their help you need the help in the situations. You need the help in, you know, the situation that you are facing currently, the thoughts that you're going through. And then I feel like if they are, you know, kind of uh, not making you talk about it or if they're kind of ignoring that, just make sure that you don't stop until and unless you portray what you want you to portray because that's really very important. And just keep on finding occasions uh, when you would tell your parents about that it might be, you know, during the, during having dinner, when you sit together on your dinner table or might be uh, after the dinner when you're together in your living room watching tv or something like that just find occasions until and unless your parent don't listen to you and they understand okay what you're going through so just don't wait and you know keep on telling them and until they realize and just make them believe that this is really very important and this needs to be given attention yeah uh, most of the teenagers think that parents won't understand because a lot of parents also say that they also say that you are just sad, you're, you don't have any mental illness. So as a mental health advocate, how will you tell people to differentiate between just sadness and a mental health illness? Yes, okay. So coming to this question, you know, most of the times depression you know uh, mm -hmm. sad then you know might be turned into might it turn into depression so people use these terms you know very easily uh, you know without knowing the exact meaning of what exactly it is so sadness is very different from depression depression is very different from sadness so first mm -hmm. we'll go with sadness and then I'll come to depression so first of all talking about sadness is you know it's nothing uh, to be worried about, I would say, 
but it's uh, you know just like a normal human emotion and you know it's usually triggered by something might be uh, you know uh, you had uh, a different experience might be uh, you know you uh, have something uh, a situation coming up which you are not ready to encounter or something like that so it's usually triggered by events or situations and uh, when you you know actually talk about sadness it's something like you feel sad about something you are feeling bad about something but over time it goes off over time your sad you know sadness comes down so it's not sadness is not here to stay sadness is just for you know few hours so that could be uh, you know the main difference between sadness and depression now when we talk about depression it's not a normal human emotion it's about abnormal emotional state very very important note so when we talk about sadness it's basically uh you know normal human emotion whereas when we talk about depression is ab- abnormal emotional state and here you your it affects your thinking it affects your emotions it affects your feelings and that takes a toll and when we you know talk about as we talked about sadness that it is triggered usually by events or situations depression does not really require a trigger it could you know 5 minutes earlier the person has to be you know uh, has seen to be very happy feeling low and sad and isolates himself or herself so there are kind of extreme mood swings in that and also there are a lot of symptoms when it comes to depressions and you know depression has a range also it could be for few hours it could be for few days it could be for few months years or it could be a lifetime uh, illness so it totally you know depends upon uh, how you take care of yourself in that and uh you know your therapy sessions and your medications going on and you know people really admit uh, that they're fine but it feels horrible deep inside and they themselves know the feeling when they are depressed so people just you know kind of say that okay they are happy and they tend to ha- be happy from outside but deep down inside they're really feeling horrible and there's you know just uh tangled emotions and thoughts so it's kind of horrible inside so i feel like you know this is the basic difference between depression and sadness so uh, are there any signs that i can see in a friend uh by but if they're not admitting it that they are depressed and are there any specific signs that i can see and yes are- yes definitely there are some symptoms yeah so there are some symptoms uh, when it comes to depression the first of all as i talked is uh, you know mood swings so uh, five minutes earlier the person used to you know uh, was feeling happy and fi- suddenly after five minutes the person is you know breaking down or isolating himself or herself so that is the very important symptom the second is that there are there is a change in the personality of that person like uh, you know the earlier the person used to be very chirpy and joyful but now the person is you know kind of uh, just be staying low or not taking interest just be just feeling or you know kind of behaving like an introvert uh the third is um isolation so the person doesn't you know feel to be in people and kinds of isolate isolate himself or herself and wants to stay alone um the fourth i think is you know um there's loss of interest uh because earlier the person might have taken might be taking some interest in the activity but now the person has suddenly lost interest in that activity there's loss of appetite there's uh, sleeplessness there's feeling hopelessness the person might sometimes also talk like you know i'm feeling hopeless and i don't know what i'm living for 
or you know for example if also there are you know um, certain um, ups and downs when the person uh, loses a dose of medicine or the person forgets to take medicine so if you do you know um, ones and twos and taking your medic medicines that also takes a toll uh, when it comes to depression so yeah those are a few symptoms you can definitely look out uh, in the person if you feel yeah these are absolutely necessary also people of my age uh, and privileged people they're also usually told that tumhare life mein sab kuch hai tumhe kya problem ho sakta hai so how do we deal with this when we are constantly made to feel guilty about talking about our own mental health problems okay uh, so yeah this is most this happens most of the time and you know there's no relation first of all let me tell tell you that there's no relation between uh, you know what you have everything and uh, what you are feeling so it's absolutely feel you know uh, down it's absolutely okay to feel sad it's absolutely okay to feel hopeless at times because the situations that we are living in right now they are very very different to what it was earlier we are just you know kind of nagged into a rat race where we are constantly trying to prove ourselves ahead of others and you know there's also kind of uh, what do you say that competitiveness uh, those stressful situations we are just surrounded by negativity and it's really tough to keep ourselves positive in that mm-hmm. and especially our generation which is millennial generation i really feel like you know we are facing this problem each and every day in our life so obviously it's you know kind of people will say that and as i told you the there's still the stigma and taboo that traverses in the generation specifically of our parents and hence our uncles and aunties will definitely talk about this like aapke paas to sab kuch hai and you know why still are you behaving like this and how you can go through this so first of all i feel like you know it's okay to be vulnerable but don't stop talking about what you're feeling don't stop telling people about what you're feeling it's okay to be vulnerable that doesn't make you um, you know vulnerable if you reach out for help so it's okay to reach out for help it's okay to be uh, you know telling people about what you're feeling and asking for help from people it's all right just go ahead and do that because that's really very important and uh, you know when you are being vulnerable when you're talking about vulnerabilities it doesn't make you uh, you know uh, it doesn't mean that you're not being strong so just let me tell you it's a reminder for everyone kind reminder for everyone that you can be strong and vulnerable at the same point of time so if yeah. you are just sharing about what you're going through that doesn't make you you know vulnerable and that in turn doesn't make you feel like you are not strong so just remember that you can be strong and vulnerable at the same point of time uh the second i feel is you know um we also have this guilt of uh, kind of burdening others and what do i mean by that is you know when we kind of tell our problems to others it's like those people to whom we have expressed our feelings they also kind might be you know uh, kind of getting affected by that have this fear or you feel guilty that might affect them because they are very close to you and that might have a toll on their mental health also when you share about what you're going through uh the second uh, the third i feel is you know um, there's a kind of anxiety around socializing because uh, this is still considered to not be a normal uh, when you know you are there with a mental health illness you are living with a mental health illness is still not considered to be normal and that's uh, just because of the stigma and the taboo that revolves around it so i feel like you know there's uh, 
there's still this anxiety that revolves around socializing that we are not normal or if you are facing any mental health issues it's like you know you might have gone crazy or uh, you are just weak and all those feelings and that is why also you know most of the times when we talk our heart out but we start feeling guilty about doing that and then again the very important is social media chatter so i feel like you know when it comes to social media we teens and youngsters we are very active on that and that is the kind of you know um, a very important aspect of we as a millennial generation because when we wake up we have uh, the first we, thing we do is you know get onto some social media social networking site it's either instagram it's either whatsapp when we are going to sleep it's uh, you know kind of at least 5 minutes of strolling through your feed and you know through your facebook through your instagram through your whatsapp so it's kind of for millennial generation the part of this millennial generation is social media and uh, you know it's kind of uh, i feel like we find a space when we are not able to find uh, a space to talk about mental health problems in a real life to your to the people around you to your relatives and your family and your with your siblings i feel like you know people find especially the youngsters and teenagers find the space uh to open up on social media you know and that's kind of happening since last few days we have seen a lot of stories we have seen a lot of you know status uh, people are putting up through their captions they're telling of how they're coping with that and you know what was the day for them like you know i kind of went through this and then i did this kind of a sharing of what they are doing in order to you know just stay sane uh, while they are at home so i feel like yeah these are the few reasons that make us feel guilty when it comes to you know talking about what you're going through to the outside world absolutely but um you know we like you talked about social media and we live in this generation of social media and so many people are dissatisfied with their lives because you'll see people being very productive in their social media and what do what what can we do to just feel satisfied in our lives um okay so when it comes to uh, you know feeling dissatisfied i feel like the first thing that people might be searching in the lives is about you know great success and great happiness but they kind of somewhere uh, you know forget about inner peace and happiness that is what i feel we always you know tend to find happiness in things outside uh you know us we never find that peace and happiness within us and there's a lot of happiness and peace that lies within us so i feel like you know even if uh, for example i'll give you a small example like whenever we want to you know just feel calm and relaxed we'll find a you know a lavish resort in the hills and mountains and we'll go there to you know kind of calm and relax ourselves so i feel like you know we are always finding out these options but these options are available in our daily lives also just try sometimes take a cup of coffee go to your uh, terrace sit on the chair and just watch sunset that what a pretty scenery it is and you know mother nature comes with a different scenery every day and it's totally for free and that is also one of the ways to you know feel calm and relax and to rejuvenate yourself so why not do that so the reason behind i'm telling you this is you know we always tend to find happiness and all those lavish things and you know finding going somewhere and uh, going on a road trip or going in this lavish resort that we have booked but the happiness is there in little things so just try to find happiness in little things of your life i also feel like you know especially when it comes to our generation i feel like it's 
for, it's it's time for us uh, that we understand it's high time that we realize that we need to slow down sometimes because you know the moment we open instagram the moment we open facebook you'll see someone has started a new venture someone is uh, you know she is doing that he's doing that and okay i'm feeling so down i'm unproductive i haven't done anything in this pandemic and every you know all those all that anxiety starts coming out so somewhere i feel like you know especially our generation we need to realize that sometimes it's okay to slow down sometimes it's okay to take things slowly and you know when you're slowing down that doesn't mean that you know you just have to sit back and uh, you know do nothing when i say slow down just make sure that you're slowing down you're sitting back you're taking a pause but you're also analyzing about what you want to do or you're also analyzing and learning from what you have done earlier that is really very important and we have somewhat lost uh, you know this feeling of slowing down and taking one thing at a time we are just you know as i said we are into a rat race and we are just constantly hustling and hustling and instead of hustling i feel like you know we have to uh, you know people say that it's kind of hustle and work all the time but i really believe in doing some work which is heroic and that is really very important instead of just hustling and hustling so i feel like it's sometimes it's okay to you know slow down and take things take one thing at a time uh, also uh, while we are doing all of these things just don't uh, you know uh, forget to take care of yourself here is when self care comes in picture and that's really very important and i'm not saying that you know you have to just take care of yourself or you know just be there with yourself during uh, you know during the weekends when you have time but no this needs to be done uh, in in everyday lives this needs to be a part of your routine so just make sure that you at least take you know 5 to 10 minutes out to you know just be there with yourself just meditate or you know uh, look look at you how are you looking and you know how how pretty you are how beautiful you are uh, i also feel like you know we are somewhere getting uh, or we are somewhere losing the importance of saying no to things that is also really very important n o no is a very small word but it comes with a huge power because when you say no to non essential things you're granting yourself that time to spend with yourself and that is really very important yeah. and again as i talked about self care i would also love to add one more point of self love because that is really very important just you know kind of make yourself your biggest fan be your own hero because when you love yourself that is you know it projects out to the outside world very easily when you are broken deep down within you you are not able to do that because i get this question a lot of times you know you are doing a great work and how can we be compassionate and you know uh, be more empathetic towards others so first i suggest them is to love themselves more and when you do that you know it easily projects out to the outside world so i feel you know these are the few things that definitely this generation the millennial generation needs to keep them keep keep in their mind yeah but chalmili you know that there have been so many times that i make a to do list and i don't follow that then there's more guilt trip so what do i do to help that uh, so as i told you you know it's kind of very important uh, that you just be there with yourself because when you are giving that time to yourself and just make sure that you know when you're planning or you know when you're making your to do list you are uh, keeping a track on your time also because sometimes kya hota hai na we are just writing down the things that i want to complete in day but we just we just forget that you know um we have just 24 hours in a day and you know ye bhi karna hai fir wo bhi karna hai we just keep on writing those things and that's not really possible to complete all those things in a day 
so just make sure that you know uh, in your to do list also you keep a list of your priority things so the things which are which need to be given a preference that should come first and they should be completed first and then all the things that come down so make this uh, a kind of you know um, habit when you are writing your to do list and i also feel like you know uh, especially as you talked about to do list uh, and when it comes to studying and writing just make sure that you are taking enough breaks and i uh, suggest that you can you know take break after every 25 minutes a break of 10 minutes where you will just you know roam uh, here and there throughout your home or just go to kitchen make a fresh juice for you or you know just sit down with your parents have a conversation but just make sure that you take breaks because uh, that is the kind of you know you are releasing all the burden of the work and you are being active again and returning back to work so it's really very important to also take breaks in between your work and study yeah absolutely um my next question to you is what would you say to people who are going through suicidal thoughts and feel like giving up sometimes because you know recently our country has seen a lot of suicides and anything you would like to say them so uh you know when it comes to um suicidal people i feel like you know it's very important that they themselves uh try to understand uh or you know give reference to what has happened and why they are you know want to take want to take this step that people who are there around them first of all uh, as we discussed like when you talk to someone about depression just start asking uh, them some questions you know if you are knowing that okay this person is going through this feeling and it has been few days uh, you know uh, that that the person is going through that so first of all just uh, you know when you are starting a conversation with them start them uh, start by asking some questions like how were you feeling or you know um, what have what new have you learned or something like you know just to rejuvenate themselves and just to you know also indirectly make them speak about what you need the information that you need so just start by asking them some questions and as i told you there are uh, warning signs when it comes to mental health illness if you still feel like there are the signs if you still feel that okay the person is still going through you know uh, whatever the person was going through earlier then make sure that you at least you know uh, help that person as i told you by giving resources or as i told you by you know um, you yourself taking that person to um, some you know mental health professional for help and if not uh, you know you just make sure that that person is not left earlier because when it comes to suicidal people what happens is this is the experience that uh, i heard when it come, when it one one of the uh, you know person came to the support group her daughter was roaming with a knife throughout two days uh, in in the house so there are chances of self harming when it comes to having suicidal thoughts and that is why it's very important to not leave that person alone because that there might be you know highly there might be chances of self harming um then i also feel like you know um just make sure that you are talking and you know checking upon that person very often that's really very important if you're not living with that person or if that is your friend who is living with his or her parents and their parents don't know about this just make sure that you know you are checking constantly upon that person don't give any promises to that person that you won't tell their parents you won't tell their um you know sister or brothers about that because that is something that is you know not viable and you sometimes need to open up silence if it, if you feel like it's really very important to tell his or her parents about that 
so just don't give any uh, promises but don't also make uh, that person feel like you know you are not uh, a trusted friend and you might tell everyone and you know but listen keenly to them that is also very important yeah and thank you i hope this helps someone whoever needs it um the next thing i want to ask you is how does someone move forward in life if they had some moments in the past they are just unable to forget in their present anything like childhood trauma or anything okay so uh i'll start by a very basic one the first one is to accept that is really very important and this is not only about you know childhood trauma or the heartbreak or something like that but it's uh, it's you know something that is needed in every situation that you face uh, you know accepting the situation uh, is very important so whatever has happened to you earlier just accept it okay this is what i've gone through and you know just make sure that you uh, because when you accept the situation it's like you're preparing for the worst of that and just like we did for the pandemic we had to accept the situation though we took a lot of time but still we did that and now we are getting uh, you know slowly slowly used to the new normal so i feel like it's really very important to accept the situation and the second thing you do is you accept yourself so the childhood trauma the heartbreak whatever has happened to you it's all right but just make sure that you accept yourself the way you are that shouldn't be uh, you know uh, one of the reasons to demotivate you or to bring you down or you know disturb your inner peace because that's really very important so accept yourself i also feel like it's really very important from time to time to ground yourself and by having said that i mean to say that you know just focus on your breath sometimes it's okay to pause and you know to uh, you know actually to connect with your inner self just close your eyes and focus on your breath inhale and exhale and you know just try to connect with your inner self and know what's happening inside because it's really very important uh, that we you know pick inside mind from time to time and understand what is going through uh, what you are going through um then it's also very important to you know learn some self regulation techniques because i might tell you hundreds of strategies right now do this do reading do this when you're feeling low or do that but you know you are the one who is going to decide what is working for you and then it's really very important to you know find some self regulation techniques i also feel like you know if you are feeling and you know, that you are not able to do it within yourself if you're feeling that you know i need support from someone just go and seek help and here uh, when i talk about you know uh, reaching out and seeking help these are two different terms and they are you know people need to understand the difference between them so when i talk about reaching out when I, or when i talk about uh, you know reaching out to someone that doesn't mean that you know you are reaching out to professional that could be your family member that could be your friend that could be anyone but when i say that you are seeking help it is from a professional so people just you know understand the difference between this two uh then i also feel like you know if you are just you know when you are alone when you are uh, you know just being alone over there and if you are constantly haunted by what has happened earlier just make sure that you be with people so you know kind of uh, don't drain go, don't get drained in those thoughts once again um and also just kind of make a routine for yourself so that you don't even get time to think about you know what you have gone through earlier 
So just make a busy routine for yourselves. And I again, when I say busy, that doesn't mean that you just have to work. You just have to make yourself busy in work. But there are a lot of rejuvenation activities. There might be art. There might be, you know, learning a new skill. There might be learning a new in instrument, learn, taking some new course. So just, you know, try to make yourself busy to something. And uh, as I said, if needed, approach a professional. That is the ultimate one. If, you're, if you know all of this about, they are not helping you, then ultimate thing is to approach a professional. These are really wonderful and practical. We can actually do all this in our real life. Um, so my last question to you is, are there any daily practices or something that a person can do to improve their mental health? Yes. So basically, there are a lot of them. And, uh, you know, when I start telling you about this, I really need to tell you that uh, your physical body and mind, they are together. So, you know, uh, if you are improvising your physical health, in turn, you're improvising your mental health. And if you're doing that for your mental health, you are in turn improvising your physical health. So there's a kind of connection, there's a kind of linking between them. So first of all, I would start with uh, physical activity very very important because I, and having said that uh, doing some physical activity every day i don't mean to say that you have to uh, you know work out rigorously for 40 45 minutes every day till you sweat and you know all those things even 15 to 20 minutes of workout is really really okay uh, when it comes to you know uh, just doing some physical activity every day because when you do physical activity endorphins are released and those are the hormones that you know help you in relieving your stress and burden from your mind and that is why doing physical activity every day is very important the second as i talked earlier about is meditation and meditation is kind of practice where you just sit and be there with yourself you're not thinking about anything else you're just focusing on your breath inhale and exhale you don't have any thoughts in your mind at that time and you're just trying to connect with your inner self and understand uh, you know what you're going through or what is going on inside the third practice, obviously very important, uh, is sleep and food pattern. And that also takes a toll on your mental and emotional health. So, uh, you know, since the lockdown has started, I've been getting a lot of messages. Uh, there are people on one side who say that, you know, they're just, abhi time hai time hai, so you are, we are just taking constant long naps. While on the other side, there are few who are say that, you know, I am awake till 3, 4 a.m., you know, just watching web series and, uh, scrolling through my mobile so neither of it's uh, if it, it's going to be helpful so it's very important that you keep a track on your sleep patterns and again food just make sure that you avoid overindulgence overindulgence is nothing but excessive eating because now it's pandemic now we don't have uh, you know uh, or we have an ample amount of time available in our hands so it's um, but obvious that you know you will lie on the sofa dipping in the bag of chips watching some something on tv or on your laptop so just make sure you stay away from this practice and uh, you know i also want to say that uh, it's very important to set some healthy boundaries for yourself just like we talked about social media addiction just like we talked about your screen time the uh, you know the time we are using mobile phones the time we are using uh, our uh, laptops throughout the day so it's really very important to set some healthy boundaries for ourselves just decide a time where you're going to use that or you know, just decide a time uh, you're going to use a social media. So this is this this is really very important. And again, I would love to uh, you know focus upon uh, doing things that you enjoy. So just do things that you really enjoy to do. 
for uh, you know it's uh, for me it's journaling because i really love to write and for me it's journaling and i do this every day and journaling for me is you know kind of very different thing i just write down everything that comes to my mind may it be positive or negative and you know people have this habit of kind of you know keeping the journals very attractive and colorful but if you look take a look at my journal it's really very shabby words words and words everywhere so you know just make sure that you know uh, you have a practice where you are able to you know uh, just take that burden off from my mind and for me it's journaling for you it could be just plugging in your phones listening to music for some it could be art therapy for some it could be just you know sitting at the balcony enjoying the view outside so it totally depends upon you but just find a time where you are there with yourself and where you are kind of you know uh, finding that inner peace within yourself yeah even i have started journaling and meditation but when i tell it to my friends they like how can you do it because it sounds boring to them but maybe they'll find their own thing like you said music and everything so thank you sharmili thank you so much for joining and this was really insightful and fun too thank you thank you so much rujini and thank you being for such a lovely host that was you know just amazing and i loved being here i had a great time i tried asking some really important questions and sharmili answered all of them beautifully if you found the podcast helpful then please share it see you in the next episode